podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Chelsea Podcast uh, for the Chelsea Man United preview. Uh, we have a, a special guest with us today, uh, Mr. Freddie Quinn, uh, comedian, podcaster, not TikToker, but festival promoter. <laughs> How are you, mate? You good? I'm, I'm terrible, mate. I'm a Man United fan, so I what? spend most of my days thinking about not killing myself. Oh, what mate, listen. Come on. Look at where. <laughs> look at who you're talking to. Yeah. Look, look at his podcast you're on. We spent a billion oh. pounds and we're 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 tenth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do have that um sympathy for a rich club just chucking money on average players with no fucking <laughs> no plan about where it's going or how it's gonna fit in or what style or philosophy you're going for. That's what we've been doing for a decade, so I feel you. Yeah. What what's your general opinion of of Ten Hagen? And his sort of tenure so far? Uh, Ten Hag is working absolute miracles at the most dysfunctional, damaged club. That Definitely the most dysfunctional, high-profile big club at the moment. United have been run as a shambles for a very long time, and it's finally been exposed. Just, I think under the tenure of Ralph Rangnick, when he did the famous uh, open-heart surgery interview, when he talked about how United needed to have open-heart surgery to be rescued, I think it was only then that fans really sort of twigged that something was seriously wrong. Um, at the moment, United seemed to go through this 18-month cycle of uh, get a new manager in, perform rather well for a while, maybe finish in the top four, challenge for a trophy, maybe win one, and then the next season turn to absolute dog shit. And, you know, obviously with you two being Chelsea fans, I can imagine that your solution is going to be sack the manager more quickly <laughs> and get a new one in. Uh, I know, we usually of... give him 18 months as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're well United. To be honest with you, for every manager that we've uh, had post Ferguson, I would argue that we've given them enough time and then some. Like, even if you go right back to the days of um, Moyes and Van Hal and even Mourinho, like Solskjaer, it was we were getting pasted by fucking Watford by the time we were getting rid of him. Like. We really let it go on for as long as it could go on for. We we do give managers time, but we're at the point now where the manager's not the issue. Ten Hag isn't the problem. The problem is we have a crop of players who are not good enough and don't want to work, and we have a culture at the club that is that of short-termism. It's big contracts to people who might not deserve it, and just bring in the next big name for however much money. And we're not really thinking about the bigger picture. I mean, I suppose in fairness, we've slightly gone the other way now. Uh, I mean, you could argue that, that it's that sort of short-termism that they're they're trying to kind of nip in the bud a little bit, the, the new owners at Chelsea, um, by by buying a lot of potential, perhaps too much potential and not enough actually actual proven ability. Uh, and looking for the long term, and I, in a, in a way, I hope that's the case because you know that kind of boom and bust cycle you're talking about clearly doesn't always work, and it didn't work with us for a year or so. 
18 months or so, certainly. Um, but I mean, looking at your season, I mean, I, I appreciate you haven't blown any doors off and I appreciate you've also had a couple of, you know, really bad results, but you know, you're still, you're beating the, t- it feels like you're beating the teams you should be beating. You know, you're beating the the Fulham's, the, the Sheffield United's of this world. Um, admittedly, I suppose, uh, you know, what, what's your, what's the mark for this season? I appreciate, you know, there might be something rotten in the state of Denmark, but what would be your your mark for the season overall? Because to me, it looks like it's only really the, the Champions League where things really haven't gone according to plan completely. Or am I wrong? You're wrong, really. Ah! I, don't think, I don't think seventh <laughs> is according to plan. I don't think anyone is looking at the Premier League right now and going, this is according to plan. I don't think leaving the Carabao Cup, the only competition that we really stood a chance of winning and yeah. the one that we won last season and getting beaten off the park by Newcastle is according to fa- uh, Palace, Newcastle. I can't even remember anymore. Yeah, it's Newcastle, uh, isn't it? According to plan. we the, the problem is, at the moment, this season has to be rated as a disaster um, because you have to compare it to last season, right? So last season was great. You know what I mean? We finished in the top four. We won a trophy. You know, things were very much on the up. And this season, your average United fan was looking at this season and going, do you know what? We're going to get top four again. We're going to progress through the group in the Champions League. We're going to get further down the FA Cup, the Carabao Cups. Who knows? It might be an interesting time, this. And all of that is proving to be untrue. Now, there's several reasons for this. Obviously, one reason that I think gets overlooked massively is the sheer amount of injuries that United have had to cope with. Like, we've had at least 10 players out for every game. And I'm talking, I'm not talking random players who might play a game or two here and there. I'm talking like big players who are central to the side. You know, it's been very difficult for us, and we've we're, missed we're, our biggest players. So we're playing, that's... we're playing the world's smallest violin for you here, though, mate. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 exactly players, bad. We've had 15 out of <laughs> Yeah, but you also no, but we know have, like, the, you we have know the biggest dafter squad going. So, if anything, like when you guys get an injury, you should probably be like, oh, thank fuck, because we can rotate a little bit now. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got, like, 12 centre-backs. Like, we've got, <laughs> we've got centre-back-wise, genuinely, we've got uh, Maguire, Lindelof, we've got... Um, Johnny Evans. We've got Johnny Evans, and we've got uh, Lissandro Martinez. Like, that's it. Yeah. So, Evan, so when... Evans and Martinez are out, aren't they, at the moment? So, yeah, so yeah. half of them are out. So we've only got Maguire and Lindelof. And um, against Newcastle on Saturday, we played Shaw as a centre-back. And Shaw's only recently come back from injury. Like, mm. like I, I, I get it. Like, Chelsea, you can probably say, yeah, you've had as many injuries or whatever. But when you compare that to the size and quality and depth of the squad, it's a, it's a much more difficult pill for us to swallow. I don't know. I, I think, think you've probably lost... I think you've probably lost some more established, some more experienced players. But we've lost some... You know, we have lost. I mean, you know, we uh, Reese James has only just come back into the team and, and got himself suspended. Although he will be back for the United game. Um, who, who did you have played instead of Reese James? Is it Malagusto? Well, we had Malagusto, who was Desar- hardly, yeah, you know, at the weekend it was Disarzi, who's a centre back, and we had Levi Colwell, who's a centre back, playing in the uh, in the other uh, in the left back position. 
But I, uh, I do know what you mean. You do have some, you know, you do seem to have lost, possibly when you're replacing players, you're not, you know, you don't have, you know, immediate quality to come in. Although a lot of the people that we've yeah. had to bring in have been very young. You know, so like, no, if, I, example, if Carcido hasn't played, for example, we've had to play Leslie Ugachukwu, who's, you know, like, I do, I do really feel for you um, <laughs> losing a right back and having to replace him with a different right back or maybe a centre back. That kind of reminds me of the time earlier this season when we lost our first choice left back, Luke Shaw, and then we lost our second choice left back, Malassia, and then we had to loan a left back, uh, Reguilon, <laughs> and then he got injured. And then we loaned a centre mid and put him at left back instead, even though he'd been in the country for about nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's insane and i get every club has well you know what it's it's a consequence of of the way that every ounce of football is squeezed from fucking players these days oh, that's this is going to be the situation that we're in and to be honest with you i hate it i want to turn up to a game and i want to see the strongest players on each team i don't want to sit here and watch fucking, you know, Sofia and Amrabat play as an inverted left-back. I don't want to sit and watch... I want to watch Levi Colwell for Chelsea, sat at centre-back, spraying fucking passes about, looking like a world-class centre-back. I don't want to watch him as a left-back, wondering what the fuck he's doing there. <laughs> I want to watch best players playing their best positions. I mean, so Disarzi was looking frightened at right-back at the weekend. We got through it. Uh, you know, I can't knock him too much, but... Uh... Yeah, he's definitely not made to play there. So I know what you're talking about. Um, but I suppose one thing we ought to ask you is, um, I, I appreciate he's not going to be back for the game, but where you, where do you stand on our old boy Mason Mount? Um, <laughs> you know, at the moment, um, there's, there's this real kind of, um, there's this real horrible... Um, tendency to judge players after they've played half a dozen games, and it's it's horrible. I've seen it at Chelsea a lot. I've seen it with Mikhail Mudrik, who I I genuinely think is I, I watched him his first ever game when he had a cameo against I think Liverpool, and I watched it and I remember thinking, even though he'd been on the pitch for ten minutes, I thought, fucking hell, that's a player. He looks yeah. great. But because he hasn't hit the ground running, running, everyone's gone, he's a flop, he's shite. And do you know what? The amount of players that have joined a new side and haven't kicked it off. For, do you know what? The typical example, Didier Drogba. First season he came to Chelsea, fucking wank. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, everyone was on his back, certainly, that season, because they all thought he was a diver and all that kind of stuff. And you were, and you were dead right. I don't think he was a complete disaster, but you're right. He certainly wasn't like, the, you know... The figure he became, and you're right. You're absolutely right about Mudrick as well. I mean, I, I think he's a, a a great player waiting, you know, in embryo, and uh, I mean, possibly already a great player, but needs to needs the confidence, needs game time, needs to get up to speed. The thing to... with the thing with Mason Mount is, even when he was at Chelsea, even as you know, one of our own, he sort of split opinions uh, with with because he's not a flair sort of. You know, he's he's a player who sort of just grinds away, and is a manager's favourite. But he's not the stats king. You're not going to get twenty goals. You're not going to get twenty assists. Uh, and it, it it sort of the Twitter sort of mob really don't like him. 
Yeah, but he's so, not Jordan Henderson, is he? I mean, he's, you know, he's got a bit, he's got something about him. There were, there the were reason, goals, there were assists. The reason that United signed Mason Mount, as far as I'm led to understand, is for his pressing ability. So the plan originally was for United to play a 4-3-3 and have Bruno and Mason Mount as two really aggressive pressing number eights. Now, Bruno Fernandez runs more than anyone else in the league. It's something that people are only just kind of twigging onto. The bloke is a monster. He he covers every blade of grass. Now, because he sulks and because he's very, you know, um, emotional in how he plays, people <laughs> tag onto that. But not quite literally nobody outruns that man. Now, Mason Mount as well is somebody who can run all day long. He can find a pass. He's, you know what I mean? He's technically smart. He's clever. So on paper... I, I saw those two as eights with Casemiro sat behind and I thought that that'll work. That'll really work. Now, the problem is that Casemiro started this season really poorly. I don't know if he's injured or if he it, it, it does look like he's been carrying an injury, um, but I don't know whether or not he's injured or his form's fallen off a cliff or whatever. But last season, Casemiro was one of the best players I've seen in a United shirt in a centre mid. I thought he was unbelievable. Um, this season, he's just dropped off totally. So you can't have that single player pivot because he's just not mobile enough to be a, a, a number six on his own. Hmm. So that's really taken the 4 3 3 system and thrown a spanner into the works. And now you need to really be looking at a 4 2 3 1. The problem with that then is that Mason Mount, you don't get the best out of him if he's sat sat in the middle, sort of like as um, double pivot, you know, sat alongside a number six. You want him higher up where he can affect play more. And you know, if if you're playing him as a number ten, then where do you play Bruno? So at the moment, it kind of feels like we've bought a square peg for a round hole. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he does actually. I mean, it might just be because of other injuries and what have you, he might get in the back in the straight in the team anyway, but I'd, be interesting I'd to see like to see him myself. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see him on, I on, on the right hand side for a bit. Do you know what I mean? I know he's not a super quick um, player or anything, but he's smart and he's creative. And I think he's a better option than Anthony. So. Yeah. Um. So what about our team? I mean, I appreciate we, when we bring, uh, fans of other teams on this on the preview shows you know we don't expect you to be all over Chelsea but is there anything that sort of caught your eye about uh, about Chelsea so far this year or any players that have caught your eye or anyone who gives you uh, a bit of pause for thought with the game absolutely um, I think Levi Colwell is a, a brilliant player Um I really like him. Um, I find it kind of baffling that you've signed about 43 centre-backs when you've got <laughs> what I think is one of the best young centre-backs in the world just sat there. Do you know what I mean? Why are you signing Dizazi and Badia Shile and all these other lads? You've got a great centre-back there. Just It, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think that um, people are kind of sleeping on the fact that you've still got Nkunku to come into this team. I think that when you play him uh, as a number 10, I think he's going to be 
look, I, I, I think Nkunku's got it in him to be one of the best players in the league. And I think that he can be your Eden Hazard 2.0. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I genuinely think he's that good. Um, that'd, be, that'd be nice. Having said that, though, you, you've also got a lot of shite. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit harsh, but I, I sort of see where you're coming from. There's certainly players who haven't really, uh, uh, some that haven't quite kicked on as much as we'd like to, and some that haven't yet developed into new I'm, players who haven't developed yet. I'm sat watching Enzo Fernandez, and for the life of me, I can't work out what 110 million quid's gone on. I, I cannot work out what is super special about that player. He's got great tats. <laughs> no, he's he's he is good. He's not. He's got, he had his scoring boots on last game, albeit from the penalty spot, but uh, and a header. But uh, but um, but yeah, he's he's not quite delivered that to up to you know the World Cup winning hundred plus million signing. But but I I also think uh, when we get a striker who can finish, that's when we'll see uh, a little bit more from, from, from Enzo with, you know, more assists coming through. I mean, he made more passes into the final third or into the box um, uh, on uh, Sunday than any other player, but that was five. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, but... and I, I kind of want, I kind of, I'm, I'm sort of with you. I, I mean, I think he, uh, you see flashes of it, um, but certainly given that he's been here for, you know, however long it is now since since Christmas, and he's um, you know, he is still doing it for the national team. I would like to, I would like, in fact, I said it to the bloke I was standing next to you on Sunday. I'd like to see him take a game by the scruff of the neck, and even with the two goals that he scored, and even with what was a stronger performance, a more commanding performance with him, I can see where you're coming from, and I but, think a lot of a lot of Chelsea fans would agree he hasn't quite, he's not lived up to the hype yet. Let's put it that way. You know when people say things like that, like he's made more passes into the final third than any other player, things like that, you go, well, yeah, because that's his job in that team, yes. isn't it? Oh, 100%. Like that's, that's specifically what my he's point, meant to do. Like, yeah, my like, point being, he needs to do a whole lot more of that, and maybe he's maybe that's what he's coming into, you know? But you're well, right. But equally, then let's look at, you know, let's look at Moises Caicedo, who I think is, again, starting to show signs of of why we spent a lot of money on him but there's no way so far that what he's done this season is is worthy of you know 115 million price tag so i'm yeah. not i'm not disagreeing with you i think i think um myself i think you're going to get the best out of Caicedo when you play him a little bit further up and have somebody behind him like like somebody wow, really? sat behind him i think he's an 8 rather than a 6 i oh, think I don't he's know. He's he's people are really I I think there's there's lazy biases within football and I think that it's really easy for fans to go he is a a black lad in a Chelsea shirt that plays in the midfield and runs a lot that's like Kante Kante yeah. was a number six I think it's really easy for people to to follow that train of thought almost unconsciously when actually he's more like Makaleli. <laughs> he's he's got <laughs> he's more like Kante than Macaulay. He's he's got um a lot of energy, a lot of work rate, obviously. 
But his passing is superb. His short passing, he can run with the ball. He can carry it. Um, I think myself playing further up the pitch, and I think somebody like Lavia sat as a number six. I think I, would you get more out of your other players? Do you know what I mean? But that's that's just my opinion. We talked about this in our main pod this week. Um, I mean, I I I felt on Sunday at times that we actually we might actually benefit from playing 4-2-3-1. Um, I thought that we might need a double pivot and I thought that he would actually benefit, you know, by having another more defensively minded um, midfielder alongside him so the two could sort of, you know, uh, sort of uh, swap in and out for each other when when one wants to go forward a bit. Um, but it's an, interesting, it's an interesting thought. I mean, I just think I can't see him really even for that amount of, even given the amount of money we've spent on him, I can't really see him dis- displacing the more attack-minded midfielders that we've that we've already got. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, there's enough evidence seeing him going forward to show that you know he has got a lovely pass on him. He's got a, he's got a great shot on him. We know that for a fact. So yeah, he could well he could well flourish if he gets the chance to play up there. And I do think yeah. you know he and Lavia should be in the same team. I do agree with you on that. Yeah, I I kind of I mean I I thought Lavia was a really great signing. I thought he was a really great buy. Um very sort of very promising young player. Um I mean I'm not sold. I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm not sold on uh, Jackson up front. I know mm-hmm. that he he bagged a few goals when uh, when Spurs decided to go nuclear <laughs> and you know it's going to it's going to pad his stats a little bit and make him look better than what he is. But I watched that Spurs game and I, I had my head in my hands. I've I've never seen a guy score a hat trick and look so shit. Like something similar was it was like you know, Jackson, you only need to give him twelve chances. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's mental. I mean, he, uh, he will he I think in to give him to just play devil's advocate, I wonder if he should really not he shouldn't really be playing that kind of Soul striker role, I don't think, but I, I think, I think, you know, I think it's, I think, I think it, it, we, we've we've gone on about this a lot. As we said, he's he's only had sort of half a season, and there's a lot of pressure on him. And it's 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 he's been getting into positions. If he can get that confidence and and start finishing some of these chances, then we've got a real player on our hands. But I don't think. I don't think he is going to be that this season, and I think it's it's we're going to need uh, some more players uh, around him to sort of uh, take the burden off that goal pressure, and then maybe we'll sort of start seeing uh, if, him grow into the role. If I was you guys, like if I was a Chelsea fan, the team that I'd want to see is I'd want to see a four three three with Lavia as a six, uh, Enzo Fernandez and Caicedo as eights. And I'd want uh, Nkunku up top as like a false nine, just dropping deep. Um, well, it's going to be like, interesting to see what 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 happens when Nkunku comes back. He's not coming back for the game uh, to tonight or tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, this goes out tomorrow. Um, but but it, I also hope he is he's the same player that that comes back because it's been quite a big 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 stint out. Yeah. And a dodgy and a bad injury as well. Mm. Guys, we've got to cut to the chase. So um, let's do that. Uh, Freddie, um, we always ask this, mate. I hate to put you on the spot, but we ask for a prediction. Uh, it can be either a head or a heart prediction, or they or may both. be the same thing. Yeah. 
for the game, uh, my prediction is that uh, VAR is going to work perfectly for the whole <laughs> night. And, uh, just no controversies. It's going to be used properly. Uh, do you know what? United haven't drawn all season, which is why I am going to go for a draw. Um, I think two, the two teams here are equally shite. Uh, <laughs> so do you know what? I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. Okay. Mate, how about you, mate? You know, I'm always just bullish, but it's when was the last time we won at at United? It's been a oh, while. Oh, 2013. It's been Jesus. a decade. Ten, year, ten years. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you got that, you got that in your favour, Fred. Come on. Well, I think I think I think to to tomorrow tonight is the game that we break that. So I think it's going to be a, a two-one win to Chelsea. Good lad. I think I also think it's going to be a draw, I'm afraid. I'm always quite pragmatic in these in these things. And as I say, given that record, um, yeah, I got a I got a suspicion that we'll we'll get some sort of result, but I don't think a win. And I am going to say one all. Um gentlemen, time is uh, fast running out. Um, but uh Fred, it's been lovely to meet you and to chat with you. Um, wishing you good luck for the rest of the season. Obviously, not tomorrow night. <laughs> cheers very much lads thank you for having me all good well, man thanks so much all for good. joining us see you soon so. and if you go to the game folks enjoy it and keep the blue flag flying tonight if you want to advertise on or sponsor this show check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk sports social podcast network